Father God, we glorify you, we honor you, we worship you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for this wonderful day that, oh God, you have afforded us. We thank you, Father, for the outpouring of your blessings over our lives, for your divine protection, oh God, and your divine intervention, oh God. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We glorify you for your love and your kindness, oh Lord, over our lives and our families' lives this morning, oh God. We honor you, O oh Lord Jesus. Father, we bow down only to you. There is no other God that we serve, O oh Lord. We glory, Father, in your presence. You are Alpha. You are Omega, O oh Lord. You have created the heaven and the earth, O oh God. You deserve all the glory that you receive. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, O oh God. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you have given us, O oh Lord, to share your word with your people, O oh God. Father, we thank you that your word, O oh God, will be a seed into our hearts, O oh God. It will draw and draw until we come to the full knowledge of Jesus Christ, O oh God, just as you have intended, O oh Lord. We thank you for the gift of life, for the gift of eternal life, and for the gift of salvation, O oh God. Jesus mighty name we pray well let me take this time uh, brothers and sisters wherever you are to greet you um, how are you no I know it's been a while it's been a while I think it's almost two weeks or it's more than two weeks I don't know but it's, it's, it's definitely two weeks have passed since I've been here but I've been good I've been keeping good you know I've been good I've been, there are been times like that just have to be in isolation but I, I am back I am back, I am back, I am back I thank God for his grace and for his love and his mercy for over my life I hope you are well wherever you are this morning I am a latter day preacher this is your favorite podcast deep utterances of the word of God, of God where we go deep in the word of God I hope today you are wonderful I hope today you are wonderful without wasting any time let us go into the word of the Lord. Let us go into the word of the Lord. Today's segment, praise mighty Jesus. Um, it's all about the love of God. We're talking about the love of God today. The love of God. It is a good thing, you know, to realize how much the, the, the Lord loves us, you know. So I'm, I'm just going to be um, um, explicit, you know, about the love of God. Because you have to realize that today, many people take it for granted that today we, we call ourselves born again Christians. That we, we say that we have an inheritance in heaven. We say that we, we have the gift of eternal life. Praise God. But we don't realize what, what Christ had to go through. We don't realize what Jesus had to go through for us to attain all these wonderful things, all these wonderful things that we are talking about today. Why would um, uh, God allow his only begotten son, as the Bible says, to die for sinners like us? Hallelujah. To die for sinners like us. To die for me and you, actually. Why would that? What prompted him to do that? The answer is simple. 
It is because of his unconditional love. It is because of his unconditional love. So, by Jesus dying on the cross, that was a demonstration of God's love. Praise God for humanity. Even though we did not deserve it, what we deserved, we deserved to be um, 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 uh, destroyed. We deserve to be punished because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. We deserve to die. But God wouldn't allow that because he's a God of mercy. Because he's slow to anger. That is what the Bible says. says that he is slow to anger and he's a God of compassion. He's a God of mercy. And because he loves us so much. So right there, the demonstration of love is in our face. When Jesus was hanging on that cross, that was a demonstration of God's love towards his children. Praise God. So now today we know why Christ had to die. We know that why Christ died. He didn't have to die. Praise God. I shouldn't have said that he had to die. But he didn't have to die. But he, because of, of, of God's nature, because of God's love, because he's slow to anger, God of, 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 of compassion. And the Bible says that he is faithful and just to forgive. Hallelujah. So we have been forgiven because of God's love. In other words, Christ dying on the cross was the demonstration of, love, of God's love towards his people. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So are we talking about love, all right? I want us to go to the first book of um, to the first book of Corinthians um, uh, chapter 13 so that we will define what we talk about when we talk about what is love really what because a lot of people talk about love what is love I've already mentioned you know the, 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 the true definition of love because the true definition of love that is above any kind of love it is the, what Jesus did on that cross it is what Jesus did on that cross. It is what Jesus did on that cross. But we have to go deep in this so that we understand the love of the Father. So we understand the nature of God. Because when we love, in other words, when we love, you know, we imitate God. We imitate Christ. When we have compassion to others, we imitate God. We imitate Christ. When we have mercy on others, we imitate God. We imitate that. That means that we are full of God's love. Not the earthly love. Because earthly love is, is, is full of conditions. Earthly love is full of conditions. You know, people on earth, people who don't know Christ, they will say that I love you. When they say that I love you, you must know that there are conditions. Because a person uh, on this earth will say, I love you, praise God. Or he will say, I loved her until she did this. I loved him until he did this. So that love was conditional. But God loves, even though we did not deserve his love, he still loved us because he is God. Because he is God. When we talk about love, we are defining God. When we talk about love, we are describing God. Hallelujah. So let us look at um, uh, chapter 13, 1 Corinthians 
Um, we're going to read from verse 4, right? Uh, to uh, verse, uh, glory to Jesus, glory to Lord Jesus. Um, from verse 4 to verse 7, hallelujah. Verse 4 to verse 7. Now, verse 4 says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. Does not boast. It is not proud. So when you're talking about a person who is full of love or who has the love of God in them, so you would have to um, notice these few qualities in that person. Praise God. So if, 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 if the Bible says that love is patient, love is patient, that means when you say that you love, that you do, you have patience. So, let, 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 let me make an easy, an, easy, an easy example. You know when you love God and you say that you love God, you know, when you are, I know that there, there will be times when you are frustrated, you've been praying for this one thing or do these two things for, 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 for a while now and it seems like the answers are not coming. Praise God and you become uh, frustrated. That is why the word of God is so important because it humbles you when you think that you are entitled, when you think that God is entitled to answer your prayers at a certain time or at a time at the, at the time that you have said, then the word of God will tell you otherwise. The word of God will tell you that God does answer, but in his own time, not in your own time. That is why the Bible says that love is patient. When you love, when you love God, you will be patient But you will continue to pray. But pray in patience, knowing that God will answer your prayers in his own time because he is a sovereign God. No one dictates to God. That is why it is important for you to have patience in your love. Even with your partner. We, we are so tolerant towards our partners, right? Because we, we, we want to see the best of them. We want to see the persons that we want to see. Praise God. You know, you will say that, ah, my partner, when I say I love you, he does not say that. But if you sit him down, praise God, and you talk to him, and you express how you feel about him not responding when, when you say you love him, praise God, you will be patient because you know that perhaps a day will come when he says, I love you too, babes. Right? So, love is patient. You don't say when you say to someone that um, I love you. Because pe people are not the same. People are different. Some people love you so much but it's just that they are not the, the expressive type. You know, they, don't, they are not at ease in terms of expressing their feelings but, but, but their actions, they tell you how much they love you. Praise God. So, you will be patient. You, he will get she will get there one day and she will be able to say so the bible says that love is kind there is no kind person there is no kinder person than god so god is is kind so when you love and you and you want to be like god you will be kind you will be kind that shows you that you are full of love you know kindness 
defines love. Patience defines love. So the Bible says it does not envy. Wow, wow, wow. And we, 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 even in the church, we have that problem. Even where we live, you know, in your residential area, where you live in your community, we have such people. Maybe your, your neighbors, maybe it's you. Maybe it's you, you are envious because your neighbor can afford to buy a Mercedes Benz and you can't. Maybe you are envious because your, your, your brethren can be able to speak in tongues and you can't. Maybe you are envious because your children, because your neighbor's children are smarter than your children at school. There are many reasons why people become envious, envious, and envious it is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters. Being envy, it is not at the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but it is the fruit of the of, 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 of the spirit of the devil, of the spirit of the devil. So, so envy means jealousy. You know, people who are jealous, people who don't want to see others prosper, or who don't want to see others excel, they become jealous in such a way that they wish those people um, they become envious in such a way that they wish those people they would die maybe you know when your neighbor buys a car, beautiful car and you would say you know it's just a car you know any day now you could die in that car you know because you are envious you know you say those things and you begin to curse people because you are envious and if you are such a person you must must because that is not a definition of love the bible says that uh, you know love does not envy it does not boast we don't go around boasting about what we have about who we are you know when you are full of god's love you are humble you are humble that is what we're talking about today we're talking about god's love so you are humble you are not envy you don't go around boasting you are not proud brothers and sisters proud being proud in other words means pride 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 you do not you become humble one of the fruits of the spirits it's it, it, it is being humble being humble in other words being meek becoming like jesus being meek being gentle being humble, you know. Oh my goodness, I, I I don't know if someone is listening to me. You know, um, um, I'm saying, the Bible says that you know love is not proud. No, 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 no. So, verse five says it is not rude, and we know there are a lot of rude people out there. So we watch what we say with our mouth, because whatever we 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 we, we, we say with our mouth. Is, is what comes from our hearts. Praise God. And the Bible says that you cannot be rude and, and, and wake up tomorrow and say that you are full of God's love. Those things don't go together. You know, you, you, you really, that is why it is very important for us, each and every one of us, brothers and sisters, to do an introspection. Look deep down at the mirror. Praise God. Ask yourself questions. Ask yourself questions. Am I in the right standing to God? Am I in the right standing with God? Am I doing what 
God expects me to do and, and, and a believer. If you are rude, you are not doing it because that is not um, what love does. Now, love is not rude. So, um, love is not self-seeking. Praise God. Love is not selfish, in other words. Praise God. So, it is not easily angered. That is why I said before, the Bible says that Lord God is low to anger and he expects us to be the same. He expects us to be the same. There are people who say that, oh, I cannot tolerate this and this. That makes me angry. You need to practice to be. You know, I'm not saying that all of us will be perfect because when you came to trust, maybe one of your weaknesses was, was, was anger. Praise God. But you can deal with anger by reading the word of God. Praise God. By practicing. Praise God. In every day. Say to yourself, no, I'm not going to allow my husband to make me angry today. I am not going to allow my children. I'm not allowing my children to make me angry today. Praise God. Praise God. In fact, in fact, be always conscious of, of that fact that today I'm not going to be angry. I'm going to be like Christ. I'm going to be like God. I'm going to be slow to anger because I am full of the love of God because just like God, I am love. So the Bible says it keeps no record of wrongs. It keeps no record of wrongs. We do not remind others of what they have done in the past and we punish them because of that. We do not do that. We do not do that as believers. We do not do that at all as believers in Christ. Praise mighty Jesus. Because take imagine if you, you came to Christ and, 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 and God continued to judge you because of your past. Praise God. But the Bible says that when you came to Christ and you accepted when you accepted it as your personal Lord and Savior. The Bible says that all your sins were wiped away. You started on a clean slate. You started on a clean slate. The Bible says that now that you are in Christ, you are a new creation. So the dead person, the, the, the old person has passed away. All the sins, whatever you have committed in the past, whether it is murder, whether it is rape, whatever it is, it has passed away. Praise God. Praise God. We are starting now on a clean slate. So that means that your past wrongs have been forgiven. So we are expected to do the same. Why are my past wrongs forgiven? Because of God's love. Because God loves us so much that he cannot hold us praise God, responsible for our past mistakes. That is why we are born again. That is why the Bible calls us new creation. That is why Christ redeemed us with his own blood. Glory to Jesus. So, we, we are expected to imitate Christ. We cannot be um, um, uh, keep records of people saying that you did this last year, you did this this year. No, 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 no. no. That is not not no no not god like we are not christ we are not doing what like god we are not full of god love does not keep or does not keep records of wrongs so verse 6 says love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth verse 6 says love does not delight in evil but, is, but rejoices 
with the truth. You know, delighting in evil is to rejoice when you hear that a person that you considered your enemy has passed away. Praise God. Or he has been hit by a bus, he's in hospital, he's in ICU, or someone stole his money or his house was broken into and you rejoice in the suffering of others. That is not godly. That is ungodly and that is evil. Praise God. That means that you are rejoicing in evil. 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 Hallelujah. And we do not do that as Christians. We do not do that as children of God. We do not rejoice in the misfortunes of others. We do not rejoice in evil. Praise God. But we rejoice with the truth. We rejoice with the truth. Hallelujah. So verse 7 says, it always protects. So it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. That is what we're talking about. That is what God is to us. Who is our protection? It is God. Because when you love your children, praise God. When you love your children, your mission, your duty as a parent, is to protect them. Praise God. So God, because God loves us so much, He knows that His duty is to protect us always. Uh, it always trusts. So God trusts us to do the right thing. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We trust our spouses. Why? Because we love them. So love trusts. Love protects. As a man, you know that I love my family so much that I am willing to put my life on the line to protect them, to protect my wife, to protect my children. That is what we do out of love. That is what God does out of love. Because God, because God loves us so much, He is willing to protect us. Because we love our families and our children, we are willing to lay our lives for them. Hallelujah. Praise mighty Jesus. So, love always hopes. You know, hope, the Bible says that we are saved by hope. Praise God. What hope? Hope of eternal life. Praise God. We are saved by hope. So, we live in hope. Hope of eternal life. So, we cannot be hopeless people. Praise God. That will mean that we do not have the love of the Father. The love of God says that we must be hopeful all time and we must persevere in whatever that we are going through. We must persevere because the love of God will give us, will get us through to our, will will make us to overcome only if we persevere. Hallelujah. So I want us to go to glory to Jesus to Let us go to John. We're not going to stay long. First John. First John. John the Revelator. First John. Chapter 4. Verse 8. The Bible says, Whoever does not love, does not know God, because God is love. Whoever does not love, does not. I hear people sometimes, even on social media, I read comments sometimes. You 
hear people say that no I cannot say that you know people say no I'm not looking for love I'm just looking for good time you know I'm looking for good time perhaps that would mean you're looking for sex eh? um, you know and others will say that you know it's hard for me to love praise God so the Bible says that if you do not love then you do not know God because you cannot say all those things if you are born again child of God and say that it is hard for you to love because if you do not if you do not love the Bible is very clear in John 4 verse 8 that whoever does not love does not know God why because God is love so when you're talking about the definition of love you are talking about God and if you do not know if you do not love then the Bible says you do not know God it's simple you do not know God and you still have to find God if you are one of those people who say that oh, I was no I loved this particular person so much he hurt me and I don't know if I can love again no you cannot say that if you're a child of God those talks are the talks of the people of this world who don't know God, who are not walking with God, but you do. You are walking with God. Therefore, you cannot say that. Hallelujah. So, let us go to glory to Jesus. Romans, 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 uh, chapter 8. Let us go to Romans, chapter 8. Let us go to Romans, chapter 8. We are going to look at, um, let us go to Romans, chapter 8, 35, and then we will go to 37 and 2. 37 to 39. Let us go to Romans chapter 8 quickly. Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sweat? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship? So in other words, this is a question that Paul is posing, praise God. Because he says that, you know, because it's easy. Don't take me for, don't, don't, don't take this for granted. It's easy for, 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 for troubles to separate people from God. It's easy for, 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 for calamities. It's easy for persecutions. It's easy for rejection and lack to separate us from God. Praise God. If we are not drowned, praise God, in the word of God. If we are not drowned in the word of God, or if our faith is weak, it's easy for the devil to say, I am going to take him away from the love of the Father. That does not mean that God's love has moved away from you, but it is you who turns his back on God's love, praise God, because of persecution because of what you are going through at the moment. Perhaps it could be sicknesses and you've been praying for a certain sickness for a very long time and you feel like, no man, no, 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 This God, is, is there really a God? You know, and you begin to doubt God and you begin to move away to God. You know, so in Africa, when times like that come, you know, when people turn their backs on God, they would go back to Sangomas traditional healers. They will go back to their old ways. 
praise God. They run away because they don't know that nothing can separate them from the love of the Father. The fact that you are going through the desert does not mean that God is not is not there with you. Praise God. Praise mighty Jesus. The Israelites were stagnant. They went into the desert. They walked for 40 years. A journey that was supposed to be 11 days turned into 40 years. Praise God. Was God not there with them? God was there with them. They ate manna. They ate manna. They drank water. Their shoes were not torn. Their clothes were not torn. Praise God. God was there with them. Even though they, they were in, in, in stagnations. Even though they were in delay. Because, But God was not there. Poor. In other words, nothing separated them from the love of God. Even though they were rebellious. Praise God. So nothing will separate you from the love of God. It does not matter what you are facing right now. What you are facing does not matter. It is a minor compared to the love of God. That is why Paul is saying, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship, shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sweat? Because even death will not separate us from the love of the Father. Even famine shall not separate us from the love of the Father. Therefore, we have no reason to turn our backs on the Father. Why? Because God has demonstrated His love. Praise God. You might be going through what you are going through. Are you, do, do you not have, are you not wearing any clothes right now where you are? Because you are going through this tough time. Uh, uh, I'm sure you do have a plate when you go to bed. You do eat. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You do drink water. Praise God. Hallelujah. Even though you are living in, the, in, in a time of lack. Praise God. But the love of God has always availed itself in your problems. Christ is there at the center of it all. Through the storms, praise God, and through the deep waters, Christ is there. Even though we walk through the fire, we do not burn because God is with us. Hallelujah. He said it. He said, I will be with you through the storms. I will be with you in the desert. Praise God. Where others lag, you will not lag. If you do lag, it will be only for a short while. Praise God. But what I want you to know is that nothing will separate you from the love of the Father. So let us go to verse 37. Verse 37 says, No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You know why we are conquerors? You know why we are confident that we will conquer the hunger that we are going through right now? the lack, the sicknesses, praise God, the rejection, praise God, the desert that you are walking. Do you know why we are so confident that we are conquered? It is because of the love of the Father. Because God loves us so much that he will never ever allow us to stay in one place for a very, very long time. He will never, never allow us. We are there because we have to go through that. 
There is no other way. We have to trust the rivers. We have to trust the river current. But God will make a way for us. Where others do not trust, we will trust because we know the love of God. Because we are walking with God. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So first it says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, either angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, verse 39, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing will separate us from the love of God, brothers and sisters. We are ending it there for today. Until next time, may the love of the Father abide in you always. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you, Father, that you love us so much, oh God, that even though we are going through hard times right now, calamities, sicknesses, and all those things, but we have not forgotten that you love us so much that we will pass through this, praise God, that we are more than conquerors when we are in you. Why? Because you love us. Thank you, Lord, for telling us that you love us so much today, that, oh God, we will conquer. We thank you, Father, and lift your name up above any other name. We magnify you, we honor you, we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. I am Latter-day Preacher. This is your favorite uh, podcast, Deep Utterances of the Word of God. Until next time, I love you. Bye-bye.